Urban Media Today talks sports every week on Urban Media Today Radio, where you can listen in on free music and podcasts on our SoundCloud station at Urban Media Today. And for more information, log on to UrbanMediaToday.com, your lifestyle, entertainment, and sports blog website. What type of game you being played? How's it going down? I get up, all right? Urban Media Today talks sports. We got Ray Porter Jr., Jason Dunn, Ron Pitts, Brandon Walker. Saturday, it's the first Saturday in the month of March. You know what March brings, right? March Madness. March Madness was on the way. Um, Had some tournaments going on today. Tournaments going on last week. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, You got some some major NBA action going on. Some things happening there. NCAA, we're going to talk to you guys about the NCAA Top 25, man, as of you know, heading into this weekend. But we'll talk about that, too. Um, and uh, I, I just think HBCUs get snubbed. And it's like, I think that HBCU hoops, men and women, is going to cause some problems um, come tournament time this year. And I do think that you'll see them in the big dance. Um, and I, I, one, one day, one day we'll get to the point where they don't automatically get in the, uh, the play-in games. Uh, one day they'll get a seed. Um, so, I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, this is a Major League Baseball story because Major League Baseball is happening. Yo, fellas, this is a time of year where everything is going on at one time. The only thing that's not happening right now, but it is happening, I would say this is the NFL, but you got the NFL combine going on. So you got Major League Baseball starting, NBA uh, winding down, everybody's looking for that postseason seed and postseason action. You got people lining up for the NCAA tournaments uh, for the national championship basketball-wise. You got things happening in track and field, too. And then you got major uh, – uh, you still have hockey going on. You know, they're winding down towards the playoffs. So it's like it's like everything is going on at this time of the year. And this is March, man. This is March. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Ray Porter Jr., man, I got I to gotta reach out to you real quick. Um, today. Six o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Pitt down in Coral Gables taking on Miami um, to decide who is going to be number one in the ACC. And if the Pitt, if Pitt wins, they could end up being um, the top seed in the tournament, if I'm not mistaken, right? I go to Ray because Ray's covering them all the time. Look at Jason, man. He's such a homer right now. Like, matter of <laughs> fact, oh, my goodness. You know, that is a definite good point. As Jason knows, man, it didn't have to get to this point with Pitt. If they would have won the game on Wednesday. and They look sloppy against Notre Dame, man. I don't understand how that happened. Yeah. My theory is that, and I hate to say this, the age-old thing of maybe thinking that it was just in the bag and that all they had to show up. But then again, they were also playing a Notre Dame team that was charged up with one one for Coach Mike Bray, who was getting ready to retire. That was their last home game. So they were okay. charged and they were gonna play <laughs> they were gonna play the game. But when you miss and you know they're kids and I don't I don't criticize kids, but when you miss sixteen free throws, you're not gonna win many basketball games, you know, and their strength, I mean one of their strengths is the three point shot and the free throw line. So you can't be <laughs> you can't be struggling in your strengths against a team that's high power. So what they have to do against Miami, they have to be ready, just like they were the first time they played Miami and beat them. And they had to fight for that win at the Pete at the Pete a couple months ago. So yes, if they win, they get a share of the ACC regular season championship. Right, regular season title, yeah. Which would uh, be man. I mean for Coach Capel, man, that would be so huge. You know? Yeah, it would be huge because I don't think he's been getting the respect that he deserves, um, no. and he's been at it for a minute. And like like I said, today at 6 o'clock, um, s- today's Saturday, 6 o'clock, um, 
the the Panthers are traveling to Coral Gables. Well, they're probably already there. Um, <laughs> Coral Gables, and they're gonna take on Miami. Uh, Miami's twenty three and six, if I'm not mistaken, and right. Pitt is like twenty one and nine. Is that right? right. Twenty two. Okay, twenty two and nine. But both of them are fourteen and five in conference. 21. If I'm not mistaken, twenty one. Twenty one and nine. Yeah, twenty one yeah. and nine. So you see, Ryan. You see what Jason just did? He's about to get me to get on him right away, right? Right out the <laughs> gate, bro. Once he just get me, it's like, okay. I ain't scared. <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared. turning for the day. I ain't turning for the day. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hat, I'm man. ready. You give me the hat, Jason. We have a deal. But, uh, yeah, they – but they're all – them, Pitt, Miami, and Virginia are all 14-5 and five in a conference. Right, and right, right. Again, if they only, but I know we can't say if, if long, you know, but so much, but that's why they still have an opportunity. And, and, and I'm hearing that this win will clinch them a, uh, at, at least in that large bid in the tournament. I think they're going to get in anyway, especially with the ACC tournament looming, but they need to do this. They need to, they need to do this for them for pride reasons. <clears throat> a turnaround for the first time in like what, seven years since they've, had a chance to get to this point. So I really hope they're, they're ready to start swinging, man. Man, that's the first time I've ever heard an ACC champion regular season, possibly ACC tournament champion, you know, uh, or even a regular season champion just looking at an at-large bid. Yeah. That's the f- I haven't heard that in years. Like, I mean, I'm talking – when I'm talking years, I'm talking about Dean Smith, Phil Ford. I'm talking uh, uh, going back <laughs> that – that, you know, I haven't heard it. Like, have it, you heard it? Because it's never mm-hmm. happened. It's oh, never okay. happened. I didn't think. Okay. Um, okay. Because even back with Dean, when with Phil Ford, you had to win the uh, postseason tournament in order to make the uh, tournament, the uh, NCAH. So right. yeah, you've never ever heard of a regular season champion from the having, ACC. Yeah, for the ACC, mm-hmm. uh, being an at large, it's crazy. Treating them like yeah. a, uh, one of them old Mac, one of them uh, uh, mountain conferences or something like that. <laughs> The disrespect, man. It is a disrespect. I ain't mad at it. HBCU's been getting disrespected forever, so I ain't mad at that. Like, hey. What cracks me up is when they try to say that this is an off year for the ACC. I'm like, you know what? Who cares about that? You got to play the games that's given to you. And this was opportunity. But it's so funny that they say that. I'm like, what are they, you know, because you don't see Carolina and Duke at the top? (laughs) Is that Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly that, what it is, man. That's because biased. You know, yeah, that's because biased. but you Go don't ahead. have you don't have the 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 staples of college basketball in the ACC anymore. You don't have Dean Smith. You don't have Roy Williams. You don't have Coach K. Right. And I mean, yeah. growing up, the 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 coaching legends that were in the ACC. If you won the regular season uh, title, my lord! I mean, think about it. Georgia Tech with Bobby Cummins down there, yeah. and um. Don't forget Lefty Giselle in Maryland when Maryland was in the ACC. There yeah. you go. That's true. Uh, Gary That's Williams. Gary, Gary, Gary Williams, Williams at, at Maryland. 2000. Yeah. And, and who are we missing? Uh, Bennett from uh, Virginia. You know, he's had some very, oh, very good. Yeah. And then uh, what's his name at, uh, at NC State? Uh, oh, Jim Valvano. Yeah, Valvano. You had, man, Wake Forest. What was it? Skip? Was it Skip Prosser? Get Prosser, yes, sir. Yeah, let me tell you, Dave and Dave Oden before him. What's so crazy about that ACC? Because I literally I can throw a rock and hit NC State's campus from where I live at right now. <laughs> oh wow! And to, for NC State 
Duke in North Carolina for those for those for this area not to be jumping other than just the Duke North Carolina game. It's really weird. So I was asking some friends of mine because again, I just relocated down here not long ago, and I said I thought NC State North Carolina games would be jumping. They said normally they do, but because of how the ACC is looked down on right now, right. it's just it's not there. It's not there. So it's, it's how really is weird. it not there when you got three teams? I think Pitt, Miami, and Virginia. I think um, Pitt holds the, the tiebreaker with Miami and Virginia. I guess Miami and Virginia. Listen yeah. to the names you just said, though, Trevor. That's yeah, why but I they're hooping. Th- I mean, the competition the is there. Outside looking you. in because we, we know those schools. Right. But because going back to what y'all said, they're not Duke. It's not they're North not Carolina. the Blue Bucks. Yeah. Not- Yo, brother. Hold on, hold on. See, I'm going to have to pull out my old D card for a second here. <laughs> I can remember <laughs> you had North Carolina State, North Carolina, Maryland, Virginia. That was like true ACC, okay? Right. Um, but you just ahead, said you just said Virginia, Miami, yep. Pitt. Yeah, well, okay. Virginia had Ralph Sasson back in the day. Yes, sir. No. Oh, no. They they had so that, great teams. So that's what I'm talking They're a former national championship team. They right. are. They have quality uh, quality program. Men's right. But I'm not disputing, but on the national level, again, when they think of ACC, what's the first schools that come to your mind just off the bat? Oh, Duke that's my point because you're not mentioning those names. Now, if you said Big East and you threw Pitt out there, then it's a whole uh, different conversation. It's but, an entirely different conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you had to say when you say Big East, I think St. John, Syracuse. I'm thinking old school Big East. Me too. John, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm Boston, talking about. College. I'm thinking old school. You know what I'm saying? But if oh, you even take if you even take into account old school from what. Pitt won the um regular season. Yeah, with Charles Smith. Yeah, with Charles Smith, Kurt, yeah. not Curtis Aiken, but uh, Charles Smith, Jerome Lane, Sean yeah. Miller. They right. won the regular season ACC. Brian Shorter, all yeah. They were good. And then they had the drop off. And then uh, Ben Howland resurrected the program. And mm-hmm. for about a 10, 12 year stretch, Pitt was the who hottest did? thing since sliced bread. So, but just, yeah. Who was, but, who was- Named the Big East in the eighties, and it was Georgetown and John Thompson. Yeah, and Georgetown, St. John, Syracuse, Jim Bayham. Syracuse. Um, uh, okay, how do you Saint feel John about Luke Jim Bayham right now? You think he's just I uh, just hanging up? To, he need to hang it up and sit his butt down. Don't get me started. Don't get Yo, me started. Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna have to have a conversation. Georgia Tech. We're gonna have to have a conversation because right, real, real quick, you all know how I do. The first half, the first quarter is already over. That's how fast it goes. Oh. So it's like we play a full game here. We play four quarters and, and we, we just got the target. In the middle of the- that don't stop the clock. We gotta take a quick time out. We got Rob Pitts, Ray Porter Jr., Brandon Walker, Jason Dunn, and my man David Jones Jr. We'll be right back after this timeout. Nice to media marketing and promotions is an independently owned marketing and handling all your social media, event planning, brand marketing, and promotional needs for small, nonprofit, and big corporations. If you need more information about rates and services or more, call 443-252-3923. Urban Media Today talks sports. Scott Ray Porter Jr. Got Ryan Pitts, Jason Dunn, Brandon Walker, David Jones talking hoops. We're talking Pitt. They want now, the fellas. The fellas just took me back. They're talking about the ACC, and I, I know we started talking about the Big East. And, and it's like when you talk Big East basketball, fellas, and Big East was the oh, yeah. greatest My conference ever. Up. 
<laughs> greatest conference ever. And this is before Pitt got into Big East, to be honest with you. But still, when Pitt yeah. got into Big East, it was still still one of the greatest. Because when Pitt got in there, it actually went to the next level. Because I think initially, I know Syracuse was in initially. I know St. John's. I know Georgetown. Um, and I remember Providence, Boston College. Um, yeah. And because mm-hmm. I think Pitt and Marquette came later, if I'm not mistaken. But no, Pitt Marquette was in there long came. before Marquette. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, long before Marquette. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to get it twisted. Where did Pitt come um, from again? I forgot. Eastern eight. Eastern eight. Eastern eight. They were independent in football. <laughs> they played in the Eastern eight. That's right. And Penn State every year. Yes, they did. <laughs> they played all these. Yeah. Yeah, they played. Yeah, don't well, get me started about what happened to them on uh, – Hold up, Brandon. Hold up, Brandon, because you got me started. Because you said, what are we going to do with Jim Beheim? The reason I went back there to old school Big East is I don't care what's going on with Jim Beheim now. If you're a true basketball enthusiast and Brian Pitts, you said you're a Big East fan, you have to give props and respect to Jim Beheim for what he's done to this point. Oh. I'm not going to say moving forward. That's my favorite. That's my favorite college basketball school. That's why I said you opened up a whole can of worms because I can do a whole like, segment. I think he, I think he's honestly. I think he's overrated for real. I think Carmelo Anthony's the only reason yeah. why he got a championship. Bro, no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. You had Sherman. I'll let y'all talk. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jason. I'll let you talk too because I can get into that. You had Sherman <laughs> Douglas, Ronnie, Ronnie. No, not even Ronnie Cycling. Not even Ronnie. Early Derek, Pearl, yeah, you got to go Pearl. Derek Coleman, Billy Owens, Billy. Uh, thank you. Those three right there, and you yeah. couldn't get to, get a national championship. I have a problem with that. Well, they yeah. lost in the national championship. Not What's with that top? team. Yeah. Not with that team. Derek Coleman was a freshman. That's no, I'm Indiana. talking about when they had Billy Owens and that. Sherman oh. Douglas. <laughs> when they had Billy Owens and Sherman Douglas, and you yeah. couldn't. No, well, hold on, Coleman, but, that's Derek Coleman. They should have won with that squad. Yeah, they, they with that squad. Billy Owens all world. You can't say a dagger that. at Ron Pitts right now. All I have to do is say two two words and it's a name. Keith Smart. Yep. That's why I said I can't stand Indiana <laughs> because of that. Hey, Keith Smart to me is what Jordan is to Georgetown. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, youngins, you got to Google it. Syracuse, Indiana, National Championship game. Keith Smart came up with the clutch bucket. And all oh. I can do is, is look at Ronnie Cycling and Derek Coleman and be like, what just happened? Well, like, he, he would have rather you keep sweat instead of Keith Smart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, Jason, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, Jason, because, yes, you said those names, but you failed to mention the rest of the Big East. During that time, there was at mm-hmm. least three pros on every team. Even Boston College had Dana Barrels. But they won the Big East. Say they was going to walk over that league like that. Like, bro, I can give Syracuse his kryptonite. Alonzo Morning, he used to dominate them. He came back. Dominate them. But you forget, they won the Big East. They won the Big East. So what you said, I'm talking ahead, I'm about when they got to the when they got to the NCAA te- um, champion or um, tournament, they weren't playing. The, they weren't playing anybody in the Big East anymore. I, if it was just strictly Big East, I have no argument. But, but here's but the they thing, didn't though. win in the, in the tournament. Here, here's my pushback on that. And this was the problem. With, this is why the Big East was so dope. They beat up on each other yes, all season. Yes, Ron. Six miles. Got to the tournament. Six miles. Got to the tournament. 
they, they, they struggled. That's how that, that that's how competitive the Big East was. Right, they right. beat up on each other all year. When they got down to the big, it was to prepare you for the big dance, but they didn't beat up on each other all year. It was worn down, man. Because they used to have at least four teams in the tournament every year. The Big East. No, no, at least seven. I said at least four. It's six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying at least four because when you look at the ACC, they they also had at least four teams in the tournament. I don't know why or how the Big Ten always got four teams in the tournament because they always went out in the first two rounds, uh, except for Indiana. Um, But the Big East, Ron is right. I mean, David is right. If you look at the Big East, and I'm going to take y'all back to to Louis and Bowie, Roosevelt Bowie and Louis Orr, to that far back. Like, the wow. Big East and Syracuse has been loaded. Dale yeah. Shackelford. I mean, th- those cats at Syracuse used to have, oh, my goodness. Like, you could sit there on, on Saturday and just watch Big East, Big East basketball all day long. Yeah. All we, day. Did. We, like, did. Oh, <laughs> we did. We did. We did. You did. Can I throw one in there? So how about the 1985 uh, – National Championship. Villanova and Georgetown. Villanova, Georgetown, <laughs> that was and Providence. Well, that was 85. No, I'm sorry. That was 85. All three, yeah. three Big East teams. That was the first time that ever happened. In the Final Four. In the Final yeah, Four. Yeah, in the Final Four. Yeah. You could have made a case several years in the 90s, and also into the 2000s, that you could have had all four uh, 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 um, Big East Final Four several times. Yeah. Several true. times, man. Yeah. Um, leading to that. In 1989, going up against Michigan and Romeo Robinson and Glenn Rice. So yep. that Seton Hall, yep. Who's that Terry the hair that just that just they got hot in the tournament? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. sir. That's you know we killed the Big East though, and it's unfortunate we're all talking about that expansion. But, well, expansion and Big East. Well, all those schools wanted football money because the football money was big, yeah. and the Big East just wasn't it for football, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why it ain't the same now. The yeah, yeah. But you also got to think, even when they expanded, the Big East was tough for both football and basketball at one point, especially the early 2000s, because you had, you had Miami. Miami. They were yeah. killing it. Pitt was Pitt was killing it on the in the basketball in with basketball, and they were uh, they were. They were a really good, not great, but really good be- uh, football team at the time. Yeah, that's true. So they, I mean, it wasn't just they were for a good until Miami and Virginia Tech left the um, Big East, and they were the Big East was tough, man. It was still tough up until that time. It was still yeah. tough. Football, that's and UConn, and Syracuse had that had it out at the, at the Garden and the. Uh, uh, Big East tournament, man. When they had that six overtime, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And then that, yeah. that was the last. Was that was refresh me? Was that the last Big East tournament as it stood? That was the old one. Was that year or was it the year after? I think it was the year after. Miami, no, Miami left by that time because they left. Yeah, Miami and them. Yeah, left. I'm gone. talking about when uh, when Pitt when when Pitt and um when every when Pitt and Syracuse left. That was left in 2013, I think. Was that yeah. the last tournament or the tournament before? Twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah, 2012-23. Cause I remember like the first uh football game that Penn uh, not Penn, Pitt had and uh Jameis Winston came up in here and beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to bring that up though, but you know <laughs> it, it was hey. what it was. Hey, hey you talk about <laughs> but we had, we had a ton of pros on that. Team. 
But you know, but back to back to Brandon's point though with Jim Beheim, man. I'm I'm one now. I am don't get me wrong, he has earned the right to leave on his own. Mm-hmm. But the game, and I hate to say this good. The, the modern day basketball uh has passed him by. Um I'm push back on that, brother. And that's why I'm trying to be delicate of how I say it because <laughs> I, I don't want <laughs> the style of I, I wish he would change his style of play. Maybe it's a stubbornness that There's won't. No. I'll take that. I'll take that. The stubbornness but, that want to stay in that two three zone, man, and it's messing up his recruits. The, the recruits he's getting, man, right now because everybody wants to. They want to be running. They want to flash. They want to run. That just that just me. But when you stay in it, here's why I say the game is passing, and I'm trying to be delicate with the word because the game of basketball now is the game starts on the outside, around the three point, right. and when you the two three is to force you into shooting. Well, guess what? You got you got fives that are stretching the that stretching the fit court now, man. So well, good, good day. Yeah, I'm gonna push back on that. So Ray, me and Ray sat there and watched the game. Yes, sir. Game, right. And so, what people don't realize, they only had a six man rotation. They only had six man rotation. So they were in that game at halftime. That game was what one or two points, Ray, something like that yeah. at halftime. Oh, you know. 37 to 33. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that game was right there. But I sat there and told Ray, I said, Ray, we were sitting there talking in the media room. I said, they're going to get tired. They're going to get tired. I said, with a six man rotation, for him to be in that game that long, it was just a matter of time that, you know, what you're saying, Ron, overall, yes, you're right. But we talked about this in the press conference as well. And he and Jim Bayon talked about it. Like, the, the young guys he has right now, he's not comfortable putting them in the game. So he ran with six cats because they were asking him, yo, why didn't you play this guy? Why didn't you play this guy? And he was just like, they're not ready. But they're he's been doing that. But going, but going back to what I said, he's been running a six, seven-man rotation for several years. Wonder why? Because his bench is not that deep. Because he's not able to get the recruits to go deeper into his bench like everybody else. That just... That that's just my theory. I'm gonna disagree. I'm a disagree. Yeah, I gotta disagree on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree partially on that. He can get the recruits. It's just that Syracuse, most of your ACC schools are not quote NIL schools, so to speak. Yeah, and when I say I NIL schools, they're not SEC money schools. So those are the guys that are getting the recruits that you're talking about. Can he still get recruits? Yes. But think of those five stars. They're not going to Syracuse now because, you know, I'm but not this, ashamed it's to say been, this. It's been like this you know since what? before NIL. It's been it's been like that before NIL. It's it just – But they were still very – NIL is what really – to your point is what's really killing him. Like right. it's hard for him to be as competitive as he was before because as long as he had them 6'9 and 6'10 wings to play that zone that we're talking about, that's what made it tough for right. Syracuse and to shoot over it and to get, you know, skip passes. You couldn't do that. Now that he has to have what you're talking about because of those instances, we can only go six deep. He can't even hardly get New York City kids now. And that was I'm his bread and butter. That. But I'm New York isn't as good as it used to be, though. 
know. The first, the, sec- the first half is Ooh. over. We're going to come back to that in a second. I'm glad that you said just what you just said because we're going to get into that in a second. Oh, we're talking Big East. Ba- think about that. We're talking Big East basketball right now because um, some of us are old heads and we remember what used to be the Big East. Um, but I'm gonna, we'll come back and continue to talk about that in a second. It's halftime. It's Ever Media Today Talk Sports. You got Ray Porter Jr., Jason Dunn, Ron Pitts, Brandon Walker, and David Jones. We'll be right back after this timeout. Tune in weeknights at 8 p.m. for the Nightcap. Your favorite slow jams for lovers. Or maybe you want to sit back, relax, and unwind. After a long day at work, you'll need a Nightcap. So relax. We'll handle the rest. It's the Nightcap on Urban Media Today Radio. Urban Media Today Talks Sports. See, Cass is making me mad, y'all. They, they just make me mad. They're talking about my conference. They're talking about the biggest conference. Basketball. They're talking about basketball. They're talking about old school basketball. Old school if you're too basketball. young, if you're too young, you probably can't keep up with me. Because this if you're too young, this is what you see as the Big East right now. You see Butler, Yukon, uh, Creighton, DePaul, yeah. Georgetown, mm. Marquette, Providence, St. John's, Seton Hall, Villanova, and Xavier. I don't know nothing about that. No, 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 no. When you talk Big East and talk Big East basketball, I'm yeah. going to stick with Villanova, St. John's. You got um, uh, 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 um, Seton Hall, Seton Hall, Syracuse, Providence, Boston College. Uh, I forgot somebody big in there somewhere. I know I hit Villanova, uh, Georgetown, UConn. Yeah, I said Georgetown. I said UConn. Okay, so oh. that's what that's what I knew as the Big East. Okay. Yeah. When the Big East started, and I'm a, this is just my opinion. When the Big East got to, and you guys probably hit the nail on the head, you said Big East, the conference suffered because of the football money. But the Big East was never a football conference. I think the key, and David and Jason had hinted to it um, just before we went to the last break, I was going to bring up the point that when you talk about Seton Hall, Providence, St. John's, Syracuse, Okay, the Yukon, Yukon. Then we're mm-hmm. gonna stretch it further south. We'll stretch it south to Villanova. We'll stretch it further south from Philadelphia to DC and say Georgetown. From DC to New York, that was a recruiting belt. Like that was basketball heaven, in my opinion. Now, some people will say, okay, but Trevin, you're forgetting the ACC. I'm not talking about ACC basketball because further south, you got into ACC. But from Maryland, because Maryland was ACC, Georgetown was Big East. So from we'll use that as a dividing line. So from Maryland and D.C., Maryland, um, D.C. North and Maryland South, you had two of the major conferences in all of college basketball, men and women, on the East Coast. Correct? Is that right? Is that a yeah. fair statement? Yeah. Yeah. So the recruiting for basketball at the time with, with New York being the hotbed that it is, and then you have Philly in there because you have Villanova, which is in Philly, you know, and then don't sleep because in Philadelphia, little let it be known and as little as talked about it as it is they used to have the big five in philadelphia yes oh my all god all of their games in the Ooh. palestra okay yeah. they that, that we're talking saint joseph's we're talking villanova and we're talking those schools in philly used to go at it all the big five Penn, university of pennsylvania LaSalle. Um, yes and ivy leaves and LaSalle. Got okay LaSalle. yeah and they were all right there in the heart of philly and they would play all their games in the same gym okay so we're talking about and that St. Joe's. St. Joe, I did say them. I, I, I totally didn't want to disrespect them. Mm. But so I say that to say this. I know there was a time, Brandon, back in the day with the strength 
of basketball was right there. When you go as far south as the ACC and you go far as far north as the Big East. So I'm coming from that perspective of I remember the Big East as it was and the ACC as it was. And my question to you, gentlemen, is and Brandon being the baby, as he always brings it up, um, (laughs) with the changing of the conference of the Big East. And then you have the ACC because you guys are saying this is a down year for the ACC, which I still don't see it with teams competing. Mm -hmm. The recruiting stopped like that. This the East Coast hasn't been such a hotbed. I'm gonna tell you this now. It's it's the SEC's taking over. Dude, basketball like, too. Yes, but I'm gonna and Alabama is hold on hold on. Alabama is number currently number two right now. Yeah, because you in basketball. One, I know that. Right. The big ultimate football schools are basketball, basketball, basketball hotbed now. You still Kentucky, still Kentucky. Hold on, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, because yeah. of you said it's all because of NIL money. And number one, number two. The TV money for the ACC is not where no, it's no, it's terrible. No, I'm talking the SEC money. I'm sorry, million a year. No, I I meant the SEC money. The SEC money is crazy. Oh yeah, SEC money. Yeah, it's bananas. Yeah, yeah. Big Ten is getting even bigger. Trust me, their new football contract. They they said goodbye to. It was a, we don't even need ESPN. We'll we'll just go and do NBC, and we're gonna get a hundred million dollars per school. Yeah, wow, so, that's, yeah, nice. that's true. Yeah, they added USC and UCLA. Yeah, I mean, everything. It's game and, then, and Texas and Oklahoma going to the um, SEC. Was a, yeah, that was a big. That changed everything. But let me say this, guys. Let me say this. You're partially correct. New York City is still a hotbed, but I'm going to stay. I'm going to give you the reason why it's still a hotbed. Most of those dudes is in Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So, yes, you are right. New York City has fallen off to an extent, but all of those dudes from New York and New Jersey and a good portion of them from the DMV area are down here in Atlanta. That's why Atlanta has exploded as one of the – the nation's hotbeds for basketball because it's a melting pot for the cats from Chicago, the cats from New York, the cats from Philly, the cats from LA, the cats from Texas. You're getting some of you're getting people moving in here for one or two years and blowing up. And then they come from Jersey. Like Sharif Cooper's from New Jersey. Um one of the top players for 2024, Ace Bailey. He's from I think he's from New York. Um um, Scoot, Scoot Henderson is from Long Island. Okay. You all get what I'm saying? Like, so, yes, you guys have a good point, but I'm looking here firsthand. New York right. and New Jersey live down here. This is their second home. I got to uh, ask. Them, I, oh, I gotta yeah, ask I got a question, question to ask that myself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Go first, ahead. Okay. What about, is AAU, like, surpassing high school basketball now? Is it a bigger deal? Is it, like, Yes, that, that's like, what you just it's, seen. Yep. It's like people don't care about their high school staff. I mean, the only high school sport that's really important that's going to have long-term sustainability is basically high school football. Man, that's a great question you ask because, brother, I, I'm in them hot AAU gyms all summer just like I'm in these high school gyms. Um, Yes, AAU is – 
more important than high school. And it's unfortunate because I'm going to give you the honest answer with this. Those guys that are high school coaches are getting a stipend nine times out of 10, and they're getting probably five to $10,000. And a good portion of them will tell you it's not their job to put you in college, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. Yep. But that's that's you're seeing that. So what happens is you get a bunch of these guys that are really good that are unheard of, <laughs> that are unheard of because they're high school coach doesn't have college connections. He doesn't hit Twitter to say, hey, I got this guy. Look at the video. Because, I mean, really, that's all you have to do in this this day and age. If you got a guy that can go and you put them highlights out there and you put them on Twitter and you have a couple connections or you're connected to a scouting service, you can turn around overnight. He can go from zero to 10 offers just like that. There's a good um, there's a good article about the kid from Florida that did that himself, went to Ohio U, and now he's in the league. He didn't. He was averaging two points a game in high school. He was going to go to Central Florida as a regular student. He played AAU as an unsigned senior after he graduated. Um, he did pretty good. He put his own highlights out there, and Ohio U offered him, and he blew up because what a lot of people understand, a lot of these kids don't develop till between 16 and 20 anyways. So when you see a lot of this stuff, you know, that's why high school, these guys are getting doing a disservice to a number of these guys because all the good programs, great job to get their kids into school. And Brandon, to answer your question, I, seven on seven is not something that's you really work that you're going to that's really going to supplant uh, high school football because all it is is another tool to get these quarterbacks and receivers and exposure. DBs ready. It's exposure. They still mm -hmm. want to see – you still got to go under live fire. Anybody – I mean, what they tell you is anybody can look good in, you know, T-shirt and shorts. But <laughs> when you are going under center or as a quarterback or when you're out there running those routes against those DBs that are putting hands on you and can lay you out, it's a big difference. So high school football, the only threat to high school football – and I don't even see it possibly being a threat is the um, travel football thing, but high school football is so ingrained. It's you mean it's, more like prep football, right? Like no, 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 not even prep football because prep football, you're still, you still got to play some level of high school football and then you have to make your prep football team. It's, well, yes. Yeah. But I agree with that. No, no. High school, I'm saying like, the IMGs, like those type of schools are starting yeah. to supplant. But those, you got to have money. <laughs> you got to have money or you got to be a four or five star to get, get in you, those schools. If you can't get a scholarship yeah. or, you know, if you're not lucky enough to live out, you know, be out in the West Coast and play, it still behooves you to play high school football. That's what Brandon's point was. He was asking what other sports, no, like, why were other sports falling off? He said, Brandon said football seems like the only sport yeah. that will No, that's what I'm, high I'm agreeing wise. with. I'm yeah. agreeing with So him. we're going to take a quick break. That's the end of the third quarter. Fellas got into it, right? Ray and I got quiet. Ryan got quiet too. And so we just <laughs> sat back and watched the fire. Um, we'll be right back after this timeout. It's Every Media Today Talks Sports on Every Media Today Radio. Nice to media marketing and promotions. It's an independently owned marketing and handling all your social media, event planning, 
brand marketing, and promotional needs for small, nonprofit, and big corporations. If you need more information about rates and services or more, call 443-252-3923. Urban Media Today Talk Sports. Man, the fellas went in. We started talking about basketball, the ACC. Ended up talking about the Big East. Then ended up talking about recruiting, and then that's when I just had to shut up and listen because cats went in. They they knew what they were talking about when it came to the recruiting game. But I the the point of all that was, and I I see it's disheartening if I may, and I say it's disheartening because of this in the conversation that David, Brandon, and Jason were having, uh, and Ron jumped in a little bit, but it's two cents. Ron's two cents. But anyway, um, <laughs> oh that's funny. What, what, that's they, funny. what they were saying was, and if, if I heard it correctly, um, I think I heard someone say that they've come across coaches or seen where high school coaches um, may tell someone it's not my job to get you into school. Um, that's disheartening because as I, when I was coming up and I thought st- still thought it was that way, if you're a high school coach or a coach, yeah, a high school coach, you have a connection with the school. And if you have a connection with the school, you're also, if not a professional instructor, you're also a, a, a leader as such dealing with young people. So for a leader in that capacity, and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong when I say this, for a leader in the capacity of being a coach, assistant coach or head coach at a high school level in any sport, this tells a child who's still developing at high school, it's not my job to get you into school. I don't think you should have a job. No, no. no not as a coach. Yeah, because you like you said, Trevin, like most high school coaches work in the school district anyway as a teacher or an administrator or something like that. That is your job fundamentally to be to help get these kids into co- college. Dude, rather if you play football, basketball or not. Number one, why would you not want to get kids in college? Because that's more shine for your program. Hell, that's more shine for you as a coach. I mean, if you have any aspirations of going beyond the high school level, yeah, you want to be able to make these connect, talk to these coaches to get their, get to these kids out there, show them that preparing them for the next level. Now that a good majority of us are older, we can sit back and see, like you said, Jason, and be like, man, when I look back 30 years and say, man, the expectation of when we were younger, mm-hmm. the coaches – used to really care like that yes everything that you guys are saying but it's happening all over the country oh yeah yes. you know what i'm saying yes. it's not just yes. happening at, at, at yes. certain schools and i get you're speaking from your experience what yeah. i'm going to say about that just me personally is as men and women you can look back and say what high school was good in the high school experience if I, and I, what i'm hearing you saying david and I, I totally agree with you if you had the same wisdom at this point in your life in high school, you would just make better decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that and take it a step further. Okay. So I think high school now and the sports now and what's happening in sports is a reflection of society. So even yeah, when you're doing that, we still are at fault. The old folks are still at fault because what's happening in society now is something that we didn't take care of. It's something that we didn't remedy. I give uh, props to organizations that are out there, fraternities, sororities, and any organization that's going back and helping the young ones and trying to mentor them because something was missed along the way. You know, and it's like you're saying, you know what, if I had known what I know now, I could have made a better decision 
when I was back in high school. So that's why it hurt me so True. bad when you guys said True. what you said about coaches saying it's not my job to get you in the school. It's like you damn right it's your job to get my Absolutely. child, you yes. know, or somebody else's child in school. That's your job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on, well, Absolutely. I agree 100 percent Ryan. I'm I guess I'm looking at it from this perspective, going back to when we're talking about the seven on seven the AAUs. Mm-hmm. A lot of the ones that's getting the bigger recruits outside looking in, and Dave, you can check me on this, are the ones that went to AAUs and they are getting recruited by top high schools that produce it. I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with that because, again, a lot of the sponsorship, the the the, the, the tennis shoe sponsorships, and the Under Armors, the Adidas, the Nikes, going yeah. to those camps, which are now sent the partnerships and relationships that they had with those other academies. I, I guess we can use I'll, I'll use that as those are the ones that got the connection, the pipelines to the blue mm-hmm. to the blue bloods and things of that nature, mm-hmm. and it's causing the regular the, the 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 local high schools I'll say the Penn Hills or whatever whatever all these schools you want they go to those W I mean not W two D twos and D three tax times on my mind I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 hey, we want to the D twos Shameless plug, by the way. <laughs> and guys, too now since we talking about NILs now they're doing it in high school now too. Yes. 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 So what's happened in college is now happening in high school. It's trickling down to high school. Well, it's been there. It's just now that it's starting to become a little bit more legal. Legal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you also have to think that you're looking at feeder. It's almost like you have feeder systems with the AAU programs, the 707s. All right. Prime example, travel football. We go down to Florida. You have fifth or 14 and under playing. You got 13 and under playing. You got 12 and under playing. You got 10 and under and so on and so forth. All these kids out there and they're playing and they're getting exposure, whether people want to admit it or not, because you go down there, you put in work, your highlights are on YouTube and that stuff circulates and you start making all these different watch lists and the best 12 you kid running back in the country Play on my team. I'm just using that as an example. That people start to pay attention to it. The colleges probably ain't thinking about, it, but you best believe the high schools are. They're looking at these kids. This is my like I like I said. I believe it was last week or the week before. The kid, my son's team back in 2019, they won the national championship. 65 to 75 percent of their all district team of the all district team in this area had kids from that program. They're they're ready and they're coming out and they're putting in work. So when it comes to basketball, they're playing the best against the best. You're playing in what's the the EYBL, the um Peach Tree. You're playing in all these different Peach Jam. I'm sorry, the Peach Jam. You're playing in all these different tournaments. People are there checking you out. And you got guys who are as young as 10 years old playing in some of these major tournaments. I'm not saying not the EYBL, of course, but you got some of these other programs or other tournaments that are big, nationally recognized, and you got kids putting in work, and you got everybody from LeBron to Chris Paul to all these different guys have teams, and they got and you they got ten U, eight U, twelve and under. I mean, they got all these different teams, and they're getting them prepped all up the AAU chain. And then when they're ready to graduate or when they're ready to pick their school, they're funneling them to the IMGs or whatever. You figure you yes. got 
you got ninth graders getting offered scholarships. You got to look at all of that. The reason why a lot of these other, you know, these schools are getting, you know, their recruits the way they are. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, you know what? This game goes that fast. That's the end of the game. We're going to go into the two-minute offense. Jason, what you got, man? <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Um, I was just uh, presented with a challenge yesterday for me to, number one, get back into shape and start to pers- participate in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament, something I used to oh. Yeah, something I used to do, something I love, and something that is very, very difficult <laughs> at times, but I love it. It's like solving a crazy puzzle. But it's forcing me to get my old fat butt back into shape. And, you know, I start to think more and more about it, and I'm like, hey, you know, it shouldn't have taken a challenge for me to get back into shape and to start doing something that I used to love doing, even though, you know, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off with my kids. I still think that there is all you should always make time to help take a walk. Just get yourself back into shape because we are losing too many people. Yeah. To, and, you know, all of you brothers know exactly what I'm talking about. We're losing too many people who are too young. that should not be going out. And, you know, I look at it, you know, I have a family that, you know, got my first grandson this week. So, you know, we are, you know, I have a lot of people who I want to see grow up and spend my life with, you know, my wife. And you got to get your butt in shape and make sure that you stay in shape because, you know, we're too many people are leaving this earth and it's it's scary. So, it is scary. And, uh, I'll tell you yeah. what else is scary, man. My mirror reached out to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, yo, dude, you need to get back in shape. <laughs> anyway, yo, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Yo, um, um, Ron, what you got, man? You know, this is what you talked about earlier about this is the uh, the weekend of the NFL combine, which, you know, I, I get excited about looking at, you know, the future picks uh, that are about to be in NFL. Um. But we also talked about, I believe, last week or the week before, how the HBCUs had their combine. And I think I can't, you know, first of all, big ups to Deion Sanders, Doug Williams, and all them brothers putting it together to putting the HBCUs on the map. Um, But I was, this is, you know, we look at the NFL combine this weekend and we see all the scouts and all the GMs show up to the party for the, for the NFL combine but only one GM showed up wow. to the HBCU, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers GM, Omar Khan, that showed up. Now, they other teams had scouts there, but they didn't have a GM there. And I, I, you know, I'm waiting on the day now. You know, I know we're going to baby steps, you know, to get that. <laughs> I know it's baby steps, baby steps, but it's time to go ahead and put those on the map, man, for the GMs to begin to start showing up and looking at the future talent for the NFL. That's a, that's a good stuff. The Legacy Bowl was a uh, a week ago, I believe. Um, and I think that the uh, they had the uh, HBCU um, players get their shine on the week before the Legacy Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So that's what Ron's alluding to. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. All right, Brandon Walker, what you got, man? Okay, uh, like we all alluded to this earlier. Earlier, we talked about ACC, uh, Big East, Big. I'm just. Interested to see to watch the tournament, just to see what happens because there's no great team this year in general, college basketball. 
So I, I'm just I'm here for the madness and I'm here for the uh, for the giggles. And if uh, a certain team <laughs> had managed them to make the tournament, they have to handle business tomorrow, which I will be there <laughs> at, the, at for their senior day. I will be the I will be able to cover games for this for the team for in set tournament. So I'm hoping that. Set team that will not be <laughs> makes the tournament. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Right. So, David Jones Jr., what you got, man? Hey, man. First off, let, let me shout out my guy Ray. Um, last weekend was amazing in Pittsburgh. I I was on the run. When oh. I say I was on the run, I was. I went to the Allegheny Mountain Community uh, Collegiate Conference, the D3 uh, tournament. Um, I went to Carnegie Mellon versus Case Western. I went to Pitt versus Syracuse. And I went to Duquesne versus uh, Davidson. So I was running the whole time, but loved every, <laughs> every minute of it. Loved every minute of it. Shout out to Urban Media today. Um, you know, um, we hold wait a little bit of Duquesne. They had me. They had me in what I call Gucci Row down there behind the uh, behind the basket with my whole oh, wow. urban media. And, and, hey, they set it off. And so shout out. But um, today, as a matter of fact, Saturday, um, as part of urban media today, I'll be covering Florida A&M versus Bethune-Cookman in Daytona Beach. Uh, so nice rivalry game. I'll get the uh, shout out urban media today as well. But um I'll be in Pittsburgh a lot more. And I, you know, I just had to say that my son committed to Carlo over Emory, Oglethorpe, and Brandeis. So shout out to them. They're going to turn that program around because they got some Georgia kids coming. They got five of them coming. So uh understand. Uh Brandon, you'll be you'll be writing about that, brother. Trust me. I also, you know what? Not to I know what. I want to actually try to go down there more like to cover more stuff down there. So Hopefully we that we can make that happen. That definitely. Because I would love to do. I I I, I would I, would, I like to. I would love to cover some HBCU culture and stuff like that. Oh, and Trevin, Robert Morris will play. Uh, Robert Morris plays, host Howard this year football. I bet uh, you probably knew that though. No, no, I haven't seen the schedule yet. But thanks for letting me know. Um, so that that uh, let's see, Robert Morris. I was at. Nope, was it Robert Morris? No, it was. What's the other small? It was uh UK probably. No, it was Robert Morris. I think yeah, they hosted they them last year. Yeah, I think they hosted them last year because I covered the game at Robert Morris last year. Um, because they're yeah, I think it was Robert. Aren't aren't they the uh, what is it, the Colonials? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they played. Bobby yeah. Mo. Okay. So they're coming oh. back. All right, Ray Porter, and that's good stuff, Brandon. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that already. Thank you for the tip on the on the football schedule. At least I know yeah. one game. Um, <laughs> what you got, Ray Porter Jr. I think personally, they sat you down there, David, because they wanted you to get into the game. You should have gotten in plenty. You know, so that's what I think. But no, I just uh, and I want to apologize. I'm getting tired of computers right now. I guess my plug wasn't in, so I'm back. But I just wanted to say, you know, this is my first time back in three weeks, um, and and I wanted to say thank you for those that prayed for myself and for my church. Um, my uh, senior pastor, Bishop Otis Carswell, passed away February 5th, and uh, naturally. It speaks for itself, just like with anybody that's dear to you. That speaks for itself, just how, the effect. So I 
it, you know, it's been that. And I'm still going through the mourning process, but I'm grateful for, you know, my belief in God, his strength and his and, and his ability for me to be able to just continue to soldier on and my family as well. I'm grateful for each and every one of your prayers as well on all the brothers on this podcast. Thank you for your prayers, for your words, for your checking in, because it means it makes a difference. I mean, it goes to show that not just a village to raise a child, but a, a village to cover each other, you know, to support each other. So I'm grateful. And also, you know, I'm grateful for him. You know, he he was a not just a leader, a pastor in my life. He was a spiritual father to me and he knew his sports as well. He was he was a football player at Wilkinsburg High School, as well as a basketball player, stood six, five, uh, three, 300 pounds. Probably could he probably could have played in the NFL. if That was his destination. And he and he was one of the ones that really encouraged me, even at a young age, to pursue the passion of sports that I had in my life. And and it took me to the age of 38 to realize, and I'm grateful, as David said, for Urban Media today opening up the opportunity for me. I'm grateful. And, you know, so I'm grateful for the life of Bishop Carswell. He's, he got his rest. Uh, and, of course, he's he's missed. Please keep his wife, who is actually my cousin, in your prayers, as well as our congregation. And we're going forward. And we, we got the word to steward on. And we're grateful for the legacy that he left behind. So thank you. All right, before I say something, Ray, you probably know, I probably told you, like, my our, my cousin Keisha, which... Yes. And you're... And, and, as a matter of fact, for those who... His... My cousin and his, his wife are... What is it? What, I don't know how to predict it, but his cousin and my cousin are married. And he knows my family. And he, the guy, <laughs> Brother Carswell... Knew my family, Melbourne, Brazil, and Valda. Absolutely. And all those guys, all of them. So I may not have directly known, but he had an impact on people in my family, too. That's great. Wonderful. I just wanted to put that out there. Appreciate that, bro. Ray's getting like Vince, man. Yeah, drop the mic moments. <laughs> hey, I, fi I figured I was hit the cleanup tonight, so you it's, know. <laughs> it's Urban Media Today Talk Sports. You see how we do it every weekend, every Saturday, right here on Podcast Saturdays. Podcast Saturday entails give it up with Margot Hinton tipping it off. Then you have the Hey Girl Hey podcast with Kiki Brown and the crew, LaShawn Tipton <laughs> and Jerry Tipton. And then you have us, Urban Media Today Talk Sports. Check us out every Saturday on Urban Media Today Radio. We wish you all well. Everybody stay healthy. And before we go, I have to say congratulations because this was last weekend um, to two teams that were ranked 11 on our HBCU top 25 men's and women's basketball polls. They won the tournaments. Winston-Salem State was ranked number 11 for the men. They won the CIAA tournament last weekend, uh, beating Lincoln 62 to 40. And then Elizabeth City State, who was ranked number 11 in our poll for women, uh, in our rankings, um, beat uh, Shaw 55 to 40. Congratulations to them. The SIAC tournament is going on this weekend. You got the MEAC tournament and the SWAC tournament coming up. It's Urban Media Today Talk Sports. Enjoy your Saturday. We'll see y'all next week. Urban Media Today Talks Sports on Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on podcasts do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.